Welcome to In Season. I'm your host, Teresa Retzloff, and we explore the farms, gardens, and wild places of the lower Columbia Pacific region here. And today, I'm joined in the studio by Joanne Rideout, who's Hi. on the other side of the board today. We have uh, uh, your fabulous intern yes. is, is Manning. It's Dylan, yes? Yeah, it is. Thank you. Is, uh, <laughs> is Mike three on? Yeah. Oh, it is. Okay, great. Yeah, you're on. You're on, Joanne. Okay, I'm on. You're How on, exciting. Joanne. It's exciting. So, awesome. Hi, Joanne Rideout, accidental gardener here. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's great. I love these shows where I get to talk to Joanne um, because she does think I'm of silly. herself. Well, you, she always calls herself a, a black thumb. I am. And and I think it's just sort of varying shades of brown um, <laughs> and, and has the potential to be green if she would just, um, you know, be more confident and maybe pay more attention. And it's the attention thing. Yeah. It's, you did have, say that you're keeping a basil plant alive. I have alive. one basil plant. And I've, I've transplanted it. It's bigger. I've not killed it. It's it's looking good. I, I have a little watering can that I bought right next to it. And so this is major. It, that is major because, honestly, basil is a hard one oh, out really? here. Basil is one oh. of those plants that does not like to live on the coast. Oh. It does not. It wants to live in Tuscany. Oh. As do probably many of us sometimes. <laughs> well, no, but, thought. you know. I'll have to but, have a chat with you know, my basil or plant. Certainly someplace a <laughs> lot warmer plans. than we are. Um, although we've been having a nice warm summer, so that's great. Oh, good. Um, so today, jo- Joanne's joining me. This is a, a show that I, I've been wanting to do for a while. And um, sort of we're at that mid-season of summer. Things are just going like gangbusters. Gardens are, are beautiful. There's a lot going on. Farms are just pumping out produce. And you can get kind of overwhelmed in your own garden, feeling like, you know, keep your head down. It's just all you can do to stay on top of the weeds. And it can feel sort of crazy. And it feels sort of like you can never leave. I mean, certainly I feel like that on my farm. Yeah. Um, and what I want to encourage all of you who are listening to do today is to resist that feeling that you can never leave your garden. You have to spend every waking moment weeding and, and pruning and cutting and harvesting and get outside because there are so many cool things going on in our region right now. There's garden tours, there's county fairs, there's um, walks in nature, there's farmers markets, there's you know you pick farms, there's so many things to do that are different ways to engage with places that are growing cool things and getting to see that. And for me, I find it so inspiring to go visit other people's farms and other yeah. people's gardens and see what they're doing. Because sometimes, you know, you may have been, you know, growing a certain thing for for a while, but going and visiting somebody else's garden, it's so amazing to walk through and see, you know, how a plant maybe you've been thinking about growing looks like when it's fully grown. Or maybe you have no idea what that plant is, but boy, you want to grow it in your garden. And just seeing how that looks and seeing that inspiration, um, it, it's kind of like a reset in a lot of ways for you. It feels like, oh, okay. You know, and sometimes it's like maybe it makes you feel better about your garden. You're like, oh, you know, my garden's not so bad. You know, I I think all of the farmers that I know when we go visit each other's farms, we're like, okay, it's not, I'm not doing so bad. It's not so terrible. They've got weeds too. <laughs> They've got a pile of weird stuff flying over there that, you know, they never take pictures of to show anyone, but that's there. Not on Facebook. Not on Facebook. <laughs> but, you know, but those are those are some really cool things. So there's opportunities to do that right now. And um, coming up this weekend, uh, so on July 22nd, it's Saturday, there's two events kind of at opposite ends of our, our region. Um, starting in Tillamook County, the Tillamook uh, Master Gardeners Association, there's the Spade and Wade Garden Tour. <laughs> I know. I love that name. It's so great. It's on the 21st. It's from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. 
And uh, you can find out more information at the Pioneer Museum in Tillamook, Hidden Acres Greenhouse and Cafe, the OSU Extension Office, and the the farmer's markets in that area. Um, The Manzanita Farmer's Market will be the evening before on a Friday. And um, this is, I believe it's all in the in the Neatarts area. It's a, a garden tours. And so, again, this is an opportunity. If you live down in the Tillamook area, this is a way to go visit gardens in your area. And when people host a garden tour, you know they're cleaning up their gardens. They're going to look good. They're going to look impressive. It's kind of like, you know, if you're going to ha- suddenly have like, you know, 100 people coming over to your house. <laughs> You're going to clean your house, right, Joanne? (laughs) Hopefully. (laughs) Hopefully you'll clean your house. Sometimes I manage that. But so this is a great way. um, And and our growing areas are are different in a lot of ways. So if you're gardening down in Tillamook um, in that area, being able to go on this garden tour, the Spade and Wade garden tour, um, it's going to be a cool way to see the plants that grow well in your region. Um, be inspired by people's gardens. Go and and look at, wow, you know, maybe I could do that. That's a really cool way to arrange things. Or those plants look really beautiful together. I didn't know that they bloomed at the same time. Mm. So those are really, I mean, I, it's just, a, it's a great way, especially like if, you know, for you as a gardener, Joanne, or, I mean, and you are a gardener, even if it's just your one basil plant. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you're totally a gardener. But, you know, for you, if you went on a garden tour, you could be inspired and see, like, oh, wow, this is possible. Yeah, yeah. Because sometimes if you're just looking at your garden, and you're feeling sort of dejected. <laughs> Which is easy to do. Yeah. So, you know, you go and be inspired and you're like, oh, okay. It's not, you know, it's not impossible. Yeah. So that, you know, you see that other people are making that happen who are perhaps mere mortals as well. Absolutely. I mean, mm. everyone who gardens is a mere mortal. Some people mm. just have more experience. And that's really what it comes down to. You just have more experience. You just do it more often. Even like professional landscapers have just been doing it a lot, you know, and they've made that their career. You know, I mean, they would come on the radio and flub everything probably if they just walked into the studio and tried to run the soundboard, you know, and you can do it with your eyes closed because you're a professional. (laughs) They're a professional landscaper. It's okay. It's not it's not apples and apples. It's okay. (laughs) Well, Um, I know sometimes on on uh, our gardening shows here on the station, hearing experienced gardeners talk about what they tried that didn't work. That's yeah. always really interesting. Yeah, well, yeah. I tried that and it just didn't grow, or yeah. it kind of didn't just got out of hand, yeah. or or died, or whatever. So that's a little bore. Absolutely, and that's I, I mean, it, especially hear. if the person whose whose garden it is on the garden tour is there, you know, ask them questions. You know, I've, I've always found gardeners to be some of the most generous souls with mm. information, and mm. they kind of love to talk about. You know, what went right, but also like what went wrong. <laughs> and know? so these garden tours are going to different private homes. Yeah. So where usually, people have gardens usually and you get a passport and you, you oh, get a map okay. of the different gardens. So, so there's usually there's a fee. It's not free. Mm-hmm. Um, you, and usually it's a fundraiser for something. So um, you would go and check in. And you and I think at this point, you know, if you contacted the, the Tillamook County Master Gardener Association, contacted oh, the yeah. extension office right. and found out more about it. Um, so what you do then is you get a passport and then you, you and a map to these different properties and they're open during these times. So it's kind of self-guided people just you show just up where they want to go. It's a self-guided thing, yeah. And okay. you go and you get the address and you go to these different gardens mm. and can walk around and visit them and see and be inspired. And then mm-hmm. you get in your car and you drive to the next one. Mm. Okay. So it's a, it's a really fun thing to do on a, on a beautiful Saturday afternoon. So the other garden tours, the, uh, totally at the opposite end, um, it's up in the Long Beach Peninsula. 
and this one's been going on for quite a while. It's, it's the Music in the Gardens tour. Oh, yes, I've heard of this one. And yeah. this is that super cool lovely. because not only do they have people who are opening up their gardens um, for you to be inspired by the plants, but they've paired a garden with a musician. Hmm. And so there's someone playing music in the garden. In the garden while you're walking around wow. being inspired by things. So that's pretty cool too. <laughs> <laughs> so the the um it's the it's their twelfth annual Music in the Garden tour. Huh. And it's uh up on the Long Beach Peninsula and um the you can get the tickets at um Basket Case Greenhouse, Bay Avenue Gallery the English Nursery, those are all up in Long Beach, Ocean Park, Seaview area. Or if you just go online and look up Music in the Gardens, Long Beach Peninsula, um, you'll you'll get the website and you'll get the information about mm, that. Okay. And, um, and and I'm sure in like local media, you know, the Coast Weekend and things like that are going to have information have about that in tour. Okay. Um, it's it just I wish I could I wish I could go on both of these. I wish I could split myself and go down to Tilmuk, <laughs> and I wish I could go up to Long Beach, and I wish I could, didn't have to spend the day on my farm <laughs> because they both sound so inspiring and so wonderful. And uh, I think that'd be a really great way to spend this coming Saturday, being inspired. You know, step away from your garden and go be inspired. Mm. Um, so the other cool thing, so another great thing coming up is a uh, county fair. Oh, yeah. Class of County Fair um, is coming up uh, July 31st through August 4th, and it's out of the county fairgrounds. And um, if you have not been to a county fair, I feel like this is this is the year you need to make yourself go. Hmm. Um, if you have been, you know that they're super cool. They're fun. There's, you know, all the 4-H kids showing their animals, and it's so fun to go look at all the animals. And um, But then there's often, like, a huge display of flowers and plants and flower arrangements and, and uh, fruits and vegetables that people have gone. There's competitions that, I mean, it's it's really a bit too late for you to enter now, but, you know, you can get a blue ribbon for the green beans that you grew <laughs> or for your flower arrangement. Best for zucchini. Best <laughs> zucchini. And then, and also food, like, you know, pies and jams and pickles. And you can kind of see all these different things that people are producing in our area. Mm. And I think, again, especially with a county fair, and God, I'm super embarrassed, Tillamook County. I don't remember when your county fair is. Um, but but we'll, people could probably Google that Absolutely. Easily. But it's the same deal in Tillamook. Um, the cool thing about going to a county fair and, and walking through these displays and seeing all the different, you know, the, the abundance of what's come out of people's gardens, beautiful showcase dahlias and roses and, you know, sweet peas and whatever, is you really do get to see, like, this is what grows in our area. These are This is what's possible to grow in our county, in our region, and be inspired by that. And uh, and can see like, wow, you know, if I, you know, it's some amazing plants, you know, I'm blown away by some of them and looking at them and thinking, wow, I don't know how they got that thing to be so perfect. Wow. You know, and it's cool. I got one year I got to be a judge really? for I was a stand in judge for the 4-H um, uh, like like vegetables and and flower arrangements. Their their judge who always did it couldn't be there, and they asked me to step in. And it was a cool thing. It was amazing. Like the criteria for like what's a what's a quality you know pea or a bean or a carrot you know. And it was just it was it was kind of overwhelming and scary to me just like be passing judgment on people's vegetables. But it was also really wonderful to see um, how much is out there and. Um, it's just a fun, and you know, there's a fair, and there's rides, and there's music, and it's all that stuff too. But it's also just a really great way to connect with what's going. So check out your county fairs, um, mm. and and go to the county fair. I mean, it's it's on for a whole week, so there's no excuse. You can find some time, and that'll definitely be something you should do. Um, 
on the garden tour thing, just to go back to that again, I want to have do a little save your date thing because um, down in Cannon Beach, this isn't until uh, September, September 8th. Um, but it's the Cottage and Garden Tour. It's the fifteenth oh, wow. annual Cottage and Garden Tour in Cannon Beach, and it's um, it's uh, put on by the Cannon Beach History Center and Museum. And uh, you know, Cannon Beach is so beautiful. Those gardens in that town and that and the cottages and the historic areas in that place are so wonderful and so inspiring. So again, September eighth, write it down, save that date. The Cottage Garden Cottage and Garden Tour in Cannon Beach. Um, check it out. Um, I think if you contact the Cannon Beach History Center Museum, it's cbhistory.org. You can find out more about it. But that's going to be an amazing tour. And, and I definitely want people to, to put that on their calendars yeah. and think about that. Well, um, September is a great month around here usually. It is. You know, there's so much blooming and growing. And, you know, I feel like, you know, it's, it's again, it's going to different gardens on these tours that happen in different seasons is also wonderful, too, because you can see over the course of... Um, a summer, what's blooming, what's growing, what's happening in different areas. And I just feel like, and also in different communities, you know, so what grows well in Cannon Beach isn't necessarily what's going to grow well in Long Beach, and it might not be what's going to grow well down in Tillamook. The microclimates, I guess, Absolutely. And so you can see things that might be like, you can really grow that well in Cannon Beach, but you can't necessarily grow it well in Astoria. So if you want to see that plant, that's a great chance to go down and see it. <laughs> so I so definitely, uh, you know, think about those things. And, and, you know, just walking around in towns like that is beautiful. You could walk past people's gardens and just be so inspired. I love to do that, too, honestly, this time of year, just driving through different towns and just kind of rubbernecking and trying not to drive into someone's parked car. Like, going, oh, look at that thing that's blooming. It's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's kind of interesting. I have a friend. We, we have... Uh, friends who live in Seattle and we go visit them she's a real gardener mm-hmm. and you know I see this gorgeous garden it's like well, how did that happen and then I watch her she's she's so attentive to the garden she'll go out there and she'll weed and she'll mulch and she'll trim and and the result is this sort of almost Japanese kind of sculpted mm-hmm. beautiful thing but all the care you know that that results in this gorgeous thing that somebody can walk around and feel like they're in a well, like a botanical garden kind yeah. of, you know, it's, it's really amazing. So I've sort of learned a lot of that. And, and it's so therapeutic, I mean, for it her. Is. I mean, know? if that's the thing that, that is therapeutic for you, mm-hmm. then it is wonderful and relaxing. And you do want to pay that attention. I mean, I would say it's the same thing, like, you know, for, for someone who's, you know, really into vintage automobiles and they love to work on old cars and they have the most beautiful vintage car because they spend all their spare time working on that car because that's what relaxes them and is wonderful. And their car is going to look so much more beautiful than any car that I have Anyone who's ever seen me driving around knows I drive some pretty, pretty amazingly terrible character. vehicles. They have character. They have character, but not beautiful like that. And so, again, it's like, because working on a car is not relaxing for me. It's just kind of stressful. I'm like, oh, God, does it's it need It's not relaxing work? for anybody, really. Well, no. My, my husband, back, he loves to work on cars. Oh, okay. He loves it. That okay, for him good. is like he's way more happy underneath a vehicle covered in oil. Oh, I thought that was why beer was invented for people who are working on cars. <laughs> no, well, but, but for some people, that's really what's wonderful. And yeah. so, I mean, I don't think, don't feel bad if you're not a gardener. There's there's no rule that says everybody should love to garden. They, they don't. And... You know, you can still go visit a garden and be inspired by it, love to go see things and, and be inspired by that, but not like to garden yourself. It's totally cool. I love to ride in a vintage automobile. I can see how beautiful that is. I don't want to work on it. <laughs> so, you know, you show me the engine. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that is. So. 
It's that thing, that thing under the hood. I know, but I can grow you some beautiful sweet peas. That's right. You can. You sure can. So and lots of other things, too. So I, I want to just take a moment uh, to remind our listeners that you're listening to KMUN Astoria 91.9 FM and KTCB Tillamook 89.5 FM. And we're streaming at coastradio.org. And if you are just joining us for In Season, um, this morning Joanne Radon and I are talking about all the reasons that you should get out of your garden and go out into our communities and explore the area right now because this is a beautiful time of year on the coast. And uh, whether it's gardens or nature or hiking or whatever, get outside and be inspired. Um, It's wonderful to work in your own garden, but you can get kind of overwhelmed by how much needs to happen right now. The weeding, the watering, the picking, the transplanting, something died, what am I gonna do? Uh, You know, sometimes it's nice to just walk away from your own mess. Mm. or your own beautiful thing, whatever it is, and go look at something else. And so it almost seems to me like I noticed this just really in passing at at my dad's house where he has roses. And we were talking, in fact, it was on a show that I was on with you months ago where you were saying that the weather was so cold and and, and wet and overcast Mm -hmm. that things were growing slowly. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden we had this spurt of beautiful weather which makes people want to go out and do stuff. And that seems to make the garden grow. I mean, I noticed the roses at my dad's house were just sort of sitting there kind of inert, and then mm. the sun came out, and they're like, whoa, oh, yeah. we're going to be roses now. And so is that happening to everybody's gardens in this beautiful Everywhere, weather? Everything's yeah. going, whoa, it's Everything's sunny. exploding. I know. Okay. It's, it's a little terrifying because we've had this, be- <laughs> I mean, really, like, actually a lovely, I think, a lovely kind of spring into early summer. It's been cool-ish, had a fair amount of rain and moisture, but also some beautiful sunny days, so things were growing. But it did feel like they were just kind of holding, holding, holding. And then we just had this hot weather this last week. And, man, everything just popped. Wow. Everything's popped. And sometimes that's good. I mean, you know, if some things, it just makes them go, and I'm done. You know, like our snap peas are like, this is probably our last week for picking snap wow. peas because they kind of freaked out. <laughs> they don't like hot weather. And so... You know that that oh, also so the hot weather can make things bolt. I've heard absolutely. that expression. Yeah, bolting. Okay. So bolting is huh. when a plant um, goes to seed. When it um, it just it's it's and this happens with annual plants. So plants that have a one year or one season life cycle. Mm, okay. And so their whole point of existence is to reproduce themselves. Um, they don't really care about you know the flowers, you eating them, whatever. They their whole thing is to to produce seed and reproduce, and then they die. And so when it gets really hot, that can really stress out some plants, especially plants that like a cooler weather. And what you'll see is like your lettuce plants will suddenly like shoot up their flower stalk and they're done. You know, mm. then you got to pull it out. Um, mm. And the snap peas will just, you know, they all, they the, the pods get really huge and the peas form inside the pod and the pods can get kind of tough and they're not good and for snap peas. And the taste changes in some Yeah, they get right? more starchy. They, it, okay. ju- it just changes. The huh. heat can bring on the sugars in a vegetable, but sometimes if it's too much heat, you know, it can make them bitter. It can make them woody. It can mm. just, like, think, some plants just don't, don't like it, especially huh. if you're not watering enough. Believe me, I've learned this lesson. <laughs> she looks at me when she said that. No, well, Because <laughs> yes, I'm right in front of you. you but, yeah. I know. Yes, you. But still. Um, so the, the other thing where I want to encourage people to get outside is um, it's not just looking at gardens, but go look at nature. And uh, nature is a wonderful inspiration. And I think sometimes it's good to go out places that are wild or wilder and um, are not manicured, that are not gardens, that are not taken care of. And you can get a lot of inspiration from nature. So I want to do a call out to um, 
one of my favorite organizations, North Coast Land Conservancy, because they do a wonderful series of walks. Um, they call it On the Land. It's an On, on the Land series, and they do a number of, of guided oh. walks throughout the summer. And um, I'm not sure if all of the ones in July are full yet. They have another couple, one on Saturday, July 28th, and one on Monday, July 30th. So there's a limited number of people who can that go. You do have to sign up from there okay. free, but you do okay. have to go to their website and register. Um, they've got one that's bird watching. Um, exploring the coastal edge and then in August they've got some really cool more bird watching um, and all over the coast there's there's also like a basket making um, Circle Creek like down in Seaside I'm um, doing yoga at Circle Creek <laughs> yoga in nature but but also like nice. these take these hikes out on land that they have um, that they've protected that's conserved land so this is often land that you don't normally get to access as a member of the public sometimes they're really sensitive lands they might have some really rare plants growing on them there might be reasons why it's protected habitat and it's just it's not like it's a, a national or a state park where you can just go hiking all over it because they're usually trying to protect habitat for for wildlife or for plants and but these are opportunities for you to get to take a guided tour of these properties um, learn about the birds that live there learn about the plants and and with a naturalist with someone who knows that property and can tell you about it and explore it so that's a really cool way to connect with nature too and so you can go to the north coast land conservancy website that's nclctrust.org and it's their list uh uh summer on the land Summer on the land, and nice. uh, and find out all the different properties that you're going to be able to visit there. Um, it's so it's such a wonderful. I, to me, I feel like nature on the coast is so inspiring. Yeah, and oh, it is. Um, magnificent. Here. You know, and even if it's just like you know going out to Fort Stevens and hiking the trails and going to the beach or walking the you know the Fort to Sea Trail at Fort Clatsop or you know going down to like the Three Capes area and going for a walk. Those are all some amazing places. Um, that it's good to be reminded that. We live. I mean, not only are our gardens beautiful and our farms are beautiful, but the environment around us is so amazing. Mm -hmm. It really is. Um, so there's lots of places to explore, and uh, and I you know, again get out of your garden, <laughs> take a break, get away from my my one potted plant that yeah. I haven't killed yet. <laughs> well, and so uh, another thing that I feel like is something to celebrate on the coast, um, and another good reason to get get out of your house is that this is like the height of the farm season. Sort of July, August, September are those seasons when your local and regional farms are just kicking out the delicious stuff. And one of the best ways to find that is to go to a farmer's market. And we now have so many farmer's markets up and down the coast. There are, um, it's almost like every day of the week. Not quite every day of the week, but almost every day of the week. So I'm just going to run down a list mm -hmm. of uh, these cool markets. So I'm going to start down in Nesquin, way down in southern Tillamook County. The Nesquin Farmer's Market is on Saturdays from 9 to 1. And you've got Pacific City, which is on Sundays from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. The Tillamook Farmer's Market is again on Saturday, 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. The Manzanita Farmer's Market is on Fridays from 5 to 8 at Cannon Beach Farmers Market on Tuesdays from 1 to 5. The Seaside Farmers Market is on Wednesdays from 3 to 7. And then you got the big old Astoria Sunday Market, which the, is a lot of arts and crafts, but there are a lot of great farmers that go to that too. So that's on Sundays from 10 to 3. You got the Ilwaco Saturday Market, which is on Saturdays from 10 to 4. And again, you know, a lot of arts and crafts, but definitely some farmers that go there. 
Um, in Long Beach, there's the Columbia Pacific Farmers Market, Fridays from 12 to 5. And then a little bit upriver, the Klaskenai Farmers Market is on Saturdays from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Oh, that's great. So there okay. are far- you huh. have no excuse to not go to a farmers market. <laughs> <laughs> and you should. I mean, it's it's such a great way. Um, so many farmers, like big and small, bringing amazing produce. There's so much going right now. The berries are in full swing. Mm. You know, it's it's like, sure, it's still snap peas and salad greens and stuff like that. But we're starting to transition into some amazing summer crops, you know, tomatoes, peppers, eggplants, green beans. And there's just going to be abundance at the market soon. So, and if there's not already, and and cut flowers and plants, so many cool things. And, you know, I know you've been to farmer's markets, Joanne. <laughs> yes, so what, are some, what are some of the things you like about them? Well, there's this wonderful sense of abundance at these markets, you know, where, mm-hmm. where there's just all this wonderful food. And you can just, and so I love to just pick some of this and some of that in these little paper bags and put it all in a basket or something. I mean, there's this wonderful sense of bounty, mm-hmm. you know, at a market like that in the sense that all of these things were grown by people right here. Yeah. I mean, they aren't from Mexico or California or somewhere else. Yeah. They're, from, they're people who are getting down into the soil of our communities and growing this yeah. stuff. And then, you know, you, so you can sort of put a face, a name and a face with the food. Absolutely. You know? I think that's a wonderful thing. And you can ask your farmers questions about what they're growing and, and what's happening. And, you know, how did they grow this? And where are they? You know, and those are, I mean, that's honestly a really good thing to do. Talk to the people who grow your food. Ask them questions about it. It's also, as a gardener, really cool to go to a farmer's market and see, oh, hey, these are the things that are grown. Now, there are definitely a lot of markets where farmers come from, you know, over the hill. They come from maybe the other side of the coast range. Um, sometimes you we get peaches that come in from the valley or farms that are coming from a little bit further away than maybe right on the coast. And so that's another good reason to ask your farmers, like, where did you grow this? You mm-hmm. know, was this grown on the coast or was it grown somewhere else? So then maybe you don't feel so bad that you don't have ripe tomatoes <laughs> in early July, you know, yeah, because maybe yeah. those are coming from the valley. They're not ready yet. Or they're coming out of a greenhouse. And then you can think, oh, hey, well, if I want ripe tomatoes in early July, maybe I've got to pl- you know, a build a greenhouse. Oh, and you know the other thing is flowers. Your oh, yeah. flowers. When you used to have that little market over oh, on, yeah. on the, the I corner. Oh, yeah. I missed that Thursday yeah, market. That was the so Thursday great. Market. Yeah. And your flowers were the highlight yeah. of my week. Well, there are so many. Um, oh, thank you so much. You're right. I forgot about that. So at the Wikiup Grange, there. Oh. so I just had a note handed to me. And I, I, mean, I was going to write that down. Oh, good. The Wikiup Grange on Sundays from 12 to 4 on Highway 30 also has a farm stand. And I know Blackberry oh. Bog Farms goes yeah. there and has amazing produce and flowers and plants um, but there's other other you know farms in the area that'll bring stuff down to sell too so that's on highway 30 and that's what day on Sundays Sunday. from 12 to 4 so if you're out driving the highway 30 um, pull off by the Wikiup Grange it's in Svensson um, right there right off the highway and um, oh how great that's, and there's a great little farm stand yeah. yeah and there's definitely farm stands out there now the other cool thing is um, you can look for you pick farms if you really want to oh, get into yeah. it man you pick farms are fun <laughs> there is the most amazing uh, blueberry you pick farm over on the Long Beach Peninsula on Sandridge Road and I feel like I'm just going to murder their name because I'm not quite sure Krang- Krangwima C-R-A-N-G-U-Y-M-A. How do you pronounce that? That sounds right. Yeah, I probably didn't say it right. But, but anyway. At least so anyway, don't know how to spell it. You anyway. pick blueberries on mm. the Long Beach Peninsula. And you can go to their website. It's C-R-A-N-G-U-Y-M-A 
farms, F-A-R-M-S, all one word, dot com. And um, what I would do is check in and find out what their opening hours are, find out when. They should be probably starting right about now. But, but and you know. And strawberries. I've been reading about those little wild, oh, cool strawberries yeah. on the peninsula. That yeah. Some of them are you pick. I'm yeah. Like, oh, my gosh. There's definitely strawberries. Look around. I know a lot of people in our area drive up to Sovi Island, Sovi's oh, Island, yeah. um, outside yeah. of Portland. There's a lot of you pick farms there. So if you're up for a road trip, that's a great way to go and, like, you know, uh, raspberries and strawberries and stuff like that. But um, but closer to home, you know, there's 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 things around. You know, so I mean, that's a great, also a great way to enjoy the abundance. And also maybe in your garden, you don't have room for a huge blueberry bush or you don't have room for raspberries or strawberries or you don't have enough sunshine or maybe you have too many deer. Too many slugs. Or too many slugs. (laughs) Or it's just not your... Slug sanctuary. (laughs) That was my yard in Brownsmead. (laughs) But this is a great way to go. And Philip, the other thing I would also say is if you, you know, are walking around your neighborhood and there's so many fruit trees and and fruit bushes in people's gardens in in all of our communities Mm. and especially if you see a tree where there's a lot of fruit falling on the ground and it doesn't seem like the person who lives there maybe is interested in harvesting it you don't go knock on the door and ask them if they would mind if you harvest some of that because a lot of people don't mind at all and in fact would be grateful to see someone using that fruit that's coming off of their tree so that's and it's a great way to get to know your neighbors definitely ask first (laughs) Don't just go harvesting. But, um, yeah, so there's so many. I just feel like there's so many ways to connect Hmm. outside. Get out of your gardens. Get outside um, all throughout the lower Columbia Pacific and all up and down the coast. This is a great time to be on the coast and be exploring food and farms and gardens. And um, uh, if you missed any of this and want some more of these websites or dates or places, um, I think this is going to be available it's as a, be a podcast, podcast, probably before pretty, the end of the day, before the end of the, so today or tomorrow. Listen to it again, and if for any of you organizations whose events that I talked about, if I got any information wrong, I so apologize. I really looked it all up and tried to make it make it work. So, um, get out and explore, and I think it'll make you appreciate your own gardens and your own farms and your own properties. A and you'll bit get more. some great food, and you'll and flowers eat really well and have I fun. Know. I know, Joanne. And thanks so much for talking oh, to me today. Thank you for having this me. This has been great. Um, thank you to everyone for listening, and um, and we'll see you next time on In Season. Thanks, and thank you, Dylan. Thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs>